Eyes up, Guardians. We are live for episode 137 of the Conqueror's Corner podcast. Episode 138 of the Conqueror's Corner podcast. Uh, Today is Thursday, November the 9th. I am the Destiny Bad Boy, not Ryan Fox, and I am here with one half of my fire team that all of you CCPs know by now, Chad Ocero. I mean, I don't think that's how fractions work, but I think that makes sense. Yeah, you're missing the two other guys that... Mm-hmm. I'm missing one of the half two. of okay. my fire team. Uh, yes, I am here. Uh, we are we are running without Jared, uh, which we, like we said in the pre-show, is is great when when the twid is mostly crucible based um so we'll we'll uh, run the run the gauntlet without him on this one and as a reminder if you're watching us on youtube i really hope it sounds okay and looks okay uh usually jared handles that part uh but don't forget you can take us on the road via spotify itunes and other podcast services make sure you subscribe unsubscribe resubscribe click the bell turn on notifications Yada, yada, yada. Follow us on Twitter at Destiny CC Pod. That's usually where we communicate the most. Um, join our Discord, play games with us. Um, we have a Twid. Listen, it's it's probably going to be a weird, weird show today. Just being honest, we're going to get weird. Um, saying that, we're going to get into our intro music, which is brought to you by everybody's favorite link who you can find on Twitter at Wink of Time G. Welcome. You are listening to Conquer's Corner, a Destiny podcast. Wow, Link. Awesome job. Thank you. Chato, you want to recap the twit for us this week? Oh, it's going to be a long recap here. We got a, a lot of good information for Crucible folks. Um, but starting off, uh, they <coughs> said that the they announced Season of the Wish coming in 11-28. So that's, uh, ooh, that's two, two resets, three, the third reset away from this week. Um, so, um, so that's, that's coming up in a couple weeks, the very, very last couple days of November here. And, uh, it got unlocked by finishing the Embaru engine. So if you haven't done that, uh, finish off the Embaru engine, the answers are already on the internet. So you don't have to do any of the puzzles. The last puzzle is a nightmare. I had spent 20 minutes in there looking around, trying to figure out for any clues. And I'm like, you know what? I'm old. I want to go to bed. So I looked up a video and uh, did did the answers that way and uh, watched the cutscene and listened to the radio. And uh, I was like, oh, this is neat. This is cool. Um, this is going to a place that I was hoping to go. So it's uh, it's good to go there. Um, but, uh, that's, that's on their, that's on their website. It's on their Instagram. I didn't even know about it. I got home on Tuesday and I'm like, Hey, did you guys see this? And you're like, dude, that happened this morning. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I haven't, I haven't done any video game stuff sit until I got home. So leave me out of it. Um, it's pretty cool. About that one, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I'll be honest with you. I, I saw it a little on Twitch that day. Um, but had, I have COVID had COVID still testing positive. Um, feel much better. My voice is close to back. So kind of napping and catching up on housework and all that other stuff. So <clears throat> I didn't watch the whole people trying to figure it out, but saw it some. And then, uh, obviously saw the cutscene and the announcement and all that. It was pretty, pretty cool. So moving from there, um, they talk about the road to season 23. So bringing in the crucible strike team, 
Um, they're going to, let's see, they're, they're changing the overall Crucible experience. Uh, the features included in changes are rewards, matchmaking, playlists, and modes. Uh, the goal is to steer Crucible experience in a direction that satisfies their most dedicated PvP players, which is definitely not us, but we, you know, we dabble here and there, play a little bit, a little bit here and there, depending on the season. Um, but they are actively taking feedback and data from forums, social media, surveys, and analytics to drive their decision-making process. Uh, some of the changes are going to be more immediate, uh, like the checkmate tuning that they did this season, which didn't take very long at all. Um, and while others take a little bit of time, like spawning data, so they can more well uh, balance out a, a map spawns, uh, that takes a lot more data than just you know uh, specific changes like checkmate. Um, they're going to Take a, they tell you to look at the October 12th twid about some of the mid-season changes. Um, and then to just to recap that, Checkmate, they reduced heavy ammo spawn frequency and increased the score on Checkmate control. Matchmaking, uh, they compressed the skill band, which effectively loosened the parameters of skill-based matchmaking for the control playlist. Uh, and spawning, they made some targeted adjustments to spawn points on Altar of Flame and Cauldron. Uh, so I guess they had enough data for those two maps to make some actual significant changes there. Um, so as of writing, they're still gathering data on spawn changes. Like I said, uh, checkmate, uh, they just tuned, uh, bows and hand cannons in this week's patch. And they wanted to reduce the damage that bows deal overall and reduce the damage hand cannons deal on body shots while keeping optimal time to kill as it is now, uh, it'll make them, uh, far less forgiving when missing headshots than they currently are on checkmate, giving them a more appropriate risk reward balance should uh, give other weapons more, more room to, to compete. So people aren't just using hand cannons the whole time. Um, and for matchmaking, while the skill compression is functioning like they wanted it to, uh, this is affecting a greater number of lower skill players than intended in general, expect some back and forth adjustments as they, you know, fine tune that and get that all figured out. Now they want, they moved on to playlists. Uh, so they're re reintroducing a 3v3 quick play node, which is going to be fun for us, which means we don't have to just have a random fourth or, you know, the rest of the whole team, like if we're running Gambit and Crucible. Um, so it can be just us, the the Conqueror's Corner. And uh, if, if there's anything fun, we might be, even be able to stream it since we won't be running any blueberries on our team that we don't know. Um, introducing a new 6v6 quick play node that consists of uh, party and relentless. Um, and then rotating control modes in a 6v6 unranked playlist and revising which modes rotate throughout each node. Um, the updated nodes will prioritize different matchmaking elements, integrate varied gameplay rotations, and some will, will host PvP events like Iron Banner or Trials of Osiris. Um, and so they give more notes on the, the nodes. So for 3v3 quick play, it's going to prioritize connections and latency. Rotate through weekly mo modes. Uh, we'll start in season 23 with elimination and showdown. Uh, trials take over this node when active. So when trials is active, there's no 3v3 quick play. 3v3 ranked prioritizes rank for matchmaking. Oh, oh, 3v3 ranked. Okay, we might actually play that. So we might actually have some more notes on competitive by the end of next season. Um, so if, if uh, rank and skill is widely different, it kind of blends the two. Uh, as an example, an adept skill player who is a platinum rank will be playing with platinum rank players. However, if an adept skill is playing down at silver rank, they may be placed in gold or low plat uh, rank games. Affects competitive division rank and random playlist, including survival, higher weight, and countdown rush, lower weight. So higher chance of survival over rush. Uh, 6v6 unranked prioritizes connection, latency, and skill for loose skill-based matchmaking. Rotates through different variations of control, including control, checkmate, and sparrow control and momentum control. Uh, Iron Banner takes over this node when active. Uh, 6v6 quick play prioritizes connection and latency. Uh, rotates through weekly modes. Consolidates party and relentless uh, modes. Free for all. Prioritizes connection and latency, just free for all. Uh, Crucible Labs and private lobby. So those are going to be all the all the nodes. They have a nice little picture there uh, showing you what the what the new uh, director is going to look like for that, um, which it, you know looks nice. Uh, they 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 showed off that Sparrow control, which we'll get into here in a minute. Uh, but for three v three, regarding three v three ranked, 
or competitive. Uh, they wanted to simplify it by reducing the number of game modes in the playlist, cycling between one deathmatch mode and one objective mode. Uh, as such, Countdown Rush is leaving labs and entering the competitive as an objective mode, and will and survival will be the deathmatch mode for season twenty-three. Uh, while the three v three quick play will rotate through elimination and showdown for season twenty-three, Rift is sitting on the bench for now, but may very well return for the starting lineup. Uh, 6v6, as mentioned above, 6v6 unranked will rotate through variations of control. And by rotating modified control, they're segueing into a future where they mix and match modes and modifiers, enabling players to do the same. It's a long-term goal, and they'll talk more about it later. The new 6v6 uh, six quick play node is a consolidation of party and relentless. The simplifies the number of 6v6 nodes available and maintains parity with 3v3 and now sparrow control uh one of the rotating control modes is sparrow control it's control but with sparrows uh the bug became a feature so they they actually people were popping up on sparrows on that new vex map and zooming around and that was not intended but uh people enjoyed it enough that they decided to add it into the game Uh, i remember in d1 there were a couple of maps where it was just a thing because the maps were so huge. Um, so you were allowed to do that. But uh, yeah, no, adding there, a... Wasn't and, there a game type yeah, as well? I think there was. Yeah, yeah. But so, the, the game type the game type might have just been like big map mode. <clears throat> you I know think, what I mean? Was there not a vehicle mode in D1 it, where it like they spawn like tanks and stuff in? Like uh, it, it was like in the like vanilla D1. Like it didn't last... Yeah, yeah super long i can remember the map um it was kind of like three buildings that were like connected in the middle and then like cavern like which i'm talking about the one on the moon or i believe it was on the moon actually yeah Yeah. i can picture the map yeah i I can see it in, in my mind's eye um so for checkmate they plan to make checkmate control the primary control mode for the first few weeks of season 23 uh, to be transparent, Checkmate has revealed and highlighted a community desire for a refined sandbox in the Crucible. Uh, they eventually want to take some of those lessons learned and apply them to the base Crucible experience, not just as a labs mode. We're not ready to slap Checkmate on everything just yet, but we're ready to expose the modifier to a larger audience and gather more feedback and data. Uh, some changes to the features related to Checkmate. Uh, the ability cooldown penalty was decreased from 50 to 30%. Uh, This is based on some tuning changes coming with season 23. As always, we'll be monitoring and checking how it plays and adjust. Uh, Crucible Labs will include Checkmate 3v3 Clash and Checkmate 3v3 Countdown Rush. Uh, Trials Labs will include Checkmate Dominion. Uh, We'll be making additional mid-season tuning adjustments based on feedback. So it's good that they're they're looking at Checkmate being more of a... um, a good testing baseline for the way crucible should play. Uh, and, uh, cause, because people like it, people like the way it runs and like the way it flows. So it's cool that they're, they're trying it out on other things and, uh, they're not going to make it like the basis for crucible, but they're making it more prevalent among crucible. So I'm, I'm definitely, I'm sure a lot of people are glad to hear that. Do you think, uh, do you think they're doing this because they're going to, all right, so allegedly the new season got pushed to June or the new expansion. They're going to have a little extra time to kill, maybe. We know we're getting this Crucible map pack at some point. Do you think they're going to launch this with the Crucible map pack as like the like the 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 game mode on there? Oh, well, that's a good guess. Um, your guess is good as mine on that one, but uh, maybe, maybe. Um, it would be cool if with the map pack, a, um, a skulls mode came in. Oddball. Hold the ball. Grab the ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, only, if you can, like, only if you can throw it. Cause we have like we have lots of like things we can hold in this game already. 
So you could easily just make an orb you hold in the game and you just like walk away while your teammates cover you and just gain points. I mean, Jump I don't melee think to that's... get around the map faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, they do know how to turn that off too. So we, we know that they can make you encumbered enough that you're like just walking along like a tank just trying to get, you know, get down. Um, Just having Titans putting up barriers so you can get an overshield on you real quick but uh i mean i think i think checkmate would be very much the uh, a, a good basis for for the map pack for sure and why don't they have like a vip to where you have to whoever the vip is their ghost can be killed but like you have like three seconds two seconds or three seconds after you kill the VIP to go crush their ghost or they respawn and just mm. play it to like five or seven rounds or something. Like it's going to be a fast thing. So <clears> but like Elim, but kind of you smush but ghosts, the on, only the VIP, the randomly selected VIP has a crushable ghost. The other people can respawn like normal. Hmm. Okay. Um, I think that would be, that would be fun. But they wouldn't be lore wise. You wouldn't be able to do a crushing on a ghost that isn't That's a hive true. one. But you could like grab it and then pat pat, and then the right. ghost like ah, it's tagged, so it like leaves the field, right. which would be funny. Yeah. Or just grab just it and like waggle a finger. Just any sort of like, I I I really like capture the flag. It's my favorite. <clears throat> yeah. One flag, two flag anything like that well we so like they they could repurpose the um banner of war animation for a flag yeah like yep like because we know it just sticks out of the back and it's just a flag like if you just add that to any of the players that pick up the flag and it's just the actual flag like you can still shoot and stuff instead of like you're holding the flag but it's just like you pick it up maybe you move a little slower and so you you know like maybe it locks class abilities, and then you move slower while you have the flag on your back, but your homie can run up to you and take it from you, and then. I mean that 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 could work, that could we they wouldn't have to make a whole new animation. They just repurpose the uh, the strand flag and just make it a solid flag instead. Be awesome. pretty rad. Yeah, it'd be pretty sweet. Pretty rad. But I, no, uh, I, how do you feel about like the bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, onyx? How do you feel about that <clears throat> with like three to five subsystems in each one? Well, it does. So it doesn't go to uh, to onyx. That was a Halo Days one. Onyx. Um, I think right. adept is what it's called here. Again, we are not competitive Destiny players, so we <laughs> do not really. Not that we don't pay attention to it. It's just it's not in our brains enough to like to, to remember these things. Um, like when GM champs are spawning in and all those waves, we, we do that enough that we remember it. But uh, I, I like you're talking about how there's like subgrades of each one, like in order to go yeah. from one rank, you have to like rank three times like, up and feel, then you move in. Like, do you prefer that style or do you prefer like a number? I mean, I can't say that it, it feels more like the Halo days. Um, I did. I definitely I played more competitively in the Reach days um, than in two or three. Um, mainly because I got better during the Reach days. So I spent more okay. time playing competitive. Like in Halo 2 and 3, I was good, but I wasn't good enough to be like actually playing. Um and they, they have that it's similar system, I think, because obviously because it was Bungie. But uh, like you'd have like major and then you your class like like one, two, three, and then you ranked up to the next one. Because um, I remember, I think it was like general. And then once you get past general, then you start getting into like the weird ones. Like um, brigadier and those type of things. <clears throat> yeah. And then once you're above all those things, then you get to like arbiter and like like the crazy ones that don't have numbers was five-star general. Is that the, 
Was that the top one? I think five star general was the top one before you moved into the like the final one. Heretic or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um yeah. Um but I'm so used to that system from from Reach, I think, that I'm I'm okay with the way it is in this one because it's very similar. But without the military ranking system, obviously, it's it's more of a yeah. They're using the destiny terms that they've had for a long time in here. I just like I like numbers. Numbers are easy for my dumb brain, I guess. Oh yeah, well, it makes sense. Numbers are numbers are a lot easier than to remember. Than it's like I already remember numbers. You, you give me a new That's names right. I got to remember. I don't like it. Um, all right. So they, they started talking about matchmaking and skill, which is a part that I'm sure um, Jared has lots of thoughts about. Um, so they said here, in addition to skill compression, we are making more adjustments to how our matchmaking and skill systems work on the back end. In previous posts, we mentioned a fix for lobby balancing, and at last the time has come. In Season 23, the lobby balancer should operate more like a snake draft where team A gets the first pick and team B gets the next two picks and team A gets two more picks and so on until there are no more players left. Fire teams can sometimes throw off the balance of the lobby and while the system attempts to resolve that as best as possible, there are edge cases where the balance will not be perfect. We'll be keeping up an eye eye on going forward and we'll improve it where we can. Regarding skills starting on season 23, we will be able to tune our confidence rating per playlist confidence in glico based systems is a way to measure how sure the system is and the player's demonstrated skill the more matches a player plays the more confident the system will be in determining the player's rating sometimes the system is so confident it won't budge or it takes a lot for it to budge it just knows how good you are relative to your peers based on how you played but that's not always true is it Sometimes players have off days. Sometimes they want to play off meta. Sometimes they want to play an alternate class that isn't their go-to. As such, our plan is to tune this confidence rating so that skill rating has more variance from match to match. As of now, we are only targeting for control playlist. With these matchmaking changes, we hope to allow for a wider range of skill in lobbies while maintaining match fairness. We also hope players will feel more comfortable playing how they want to play, be it casually, off-meta, or intensely competitive without feeling like they're stuck in a particular skill bracket. Um, I mean, it's de- that's definitely good news because uh, if I'm not playing with you guys, I'm very much playing off-meta. Um, and off-meta is mostly because I only play fusion rifles and I just mess around with primaries all the time. I'm like, ooh, I wonder what this hand cannon feels like. I wonder what this auto rifle feels like. Not because it's good or like Jared's like, oh, that's a god roll. You should use that. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to. And I throw it in the vault and I grab something else that's garbage, according to everybody else, just to see if it actually is garbage. Uh, so I just cycle through the garbage guns until I, I, I fully am like, yeah, that's garbage. But 10 matches later, I'm like, this gun's so much fun <laughs> for no reason. Not because I'm winning, just because I'm playing with it, but uh, I'm definitely on that more casual end. I haven't, I don't get sweaty with the homies until we're in trials. Um, so it, I'm usually on that end where I'm playing on my more casual side for sure. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, whenever I'm playing, very rarely, like I have to get mad before I get to the point of like, even pulling a weapon over from Tim, <clears throat> which is literally as easy as moving my mouse from one monitor to the other. Like it is not a hard process to get a new, a different weapon, but I'll just play with whatever I have. Um, usually a hand cannon shotgun, maybe a sniper and probably a machine gun. That's typically kind of what my loadout's going to look like in crucible. Unless it's like a season to where like Vex Mythoclast or something like that's popping off and then uh, maybe do that. Now moving on to map spawning. Uh, in the October 12 TWID, we touched on previous changes, uh, spawning changes that were reverted. Back in 21, we experimented with certain spawn changes for Clash and Control. While the changes did achieve more variance and unpredictability in the spawn points, it did not prevent players from spawning out of sight of other players 
or dangerous projectiles, such as supers. Since then, we've begun experimenting with new features for our spawning system. These will hopefully give us that variance and unpredictability while also avoiding spawn trapping and peaking issues. These features are still in development, but we'll definitely revisit this topic soon. In the meantime, let's talk about the changes that were meant for the release in the immediate future. Um, so they lined up several maps, Mid Midtown, Meltdown, and Endless Bale. Uh, these changes will be more subtle along the lines of previously mentioned Ultra Flame and Cauldron changes. Uh, while these changes alone are intended to uh, completely solve spawn trapping issues, they are intended to work in conjunction with a set of changes planned down the line. Um, so they want to improve overall experience of spawning. I know that um, I have a weird track record with being killed by the same super multiple times. And I don't mean in a match. I mean, literally a guy pops a super and kills me twice with it somehow. Um, the game tends to spawn me in the direction of where he's headed and I'm always annoyed by it. <laughs> so hopefully, um, it'll, it'll not do that to me as much. That's all I care about. I don't, I don't want it to happen again. I don't like it. I'll be killed by a landfall warlock and then spawn in and he's zapping me with his tickle fingers. And I'm like, dude, I, it's the same guy. Yeah. I feel bad. I feel bad for you guys because I know that you guys, your guys' quick play is a lot different than mine. Like this game thinks I suck. So if I play by myself in quick play, I'm usually like four or five KDA or whatever on there. So I just go in and I feel like a god. So it's been kind of nice uh, whenever whenever that happens. I don't know how that's possible, man. That's like my, not my experience, which is why I've, I've, I think that's why over the years I've switched to a more casual play style. I can't play like I did in reach. Cause I'm just getting shammered in this game. Old, dude. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, I know reaction time ain't the same, like, man. It's, it's gone down. You're oh man. I'm, now. I'm, that's so nice of you. Thank you, Ryan. Um, I got you dog. Now they, they moved on to competitive talk. And like I said, Neither one of us knows a single thing about anything. Um, we're going to know about, listen, let's, <laughs> you and I, we're going to know about 3v3 competitive. Whenever that comes out, we're going to have, yeah, like, it, like I said, we're gonna we, have will. we will have a killer thoughts. season, like a killer long season. Like it's going to be, there's going to be some, some slow times. We're going <laughs> to so, hit plat. You mean Jared, we hitting plat? But it's plat, platinum's not the highest, is it? No, no, Ascendant, I think, is the highest one. So is that like four out of five? If, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, th I think that's a pretty good goal. All right. All right. So, um, ba -ba -ba, let's see right here. So We'll, we'll start a series. It'll be like uh, get plat or die trying. <laughs> and I'll be going to die a lot trying. It'll, just, it'll, just, it'll be Jared just getting like furious at us. <laughs> play sessions only last like an hour he's like all right we gotta switch to pve done. we're switching i'm done i'm, I'm done, done. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm glad he's not here oh okay so survival the couple of changes i'm just gonna talk about so, so people that do play competitive that probably aren't listening to us because we're more pve oriented but uh, for survival, they increased the respawn count from four to six. Uh, countdown rush points have uh, to win have decreased from six to five, and decreased the round time from one twenty to ninety seconds. Um, so if the game goes four to four, the final round will have an elimination rule set enabled. Will show it'll show up as a sudden death round. Um, Trials of Osiris rewards: uh, three wins will give you Trials armor, four wins, five enhancement cores. Five wins, the weapon. Six wins, three enhancement prisms. Uh, and then seven, obviously, if it's flawless, gets you where you need to go. Um, I don't know how different that is from current. Um, I feel like, isn't it five wins was, was what you needed for the armor? Uh, I think so. And then I think you got a weapon, like, once you got to seven... Like, yeah, once you completed the card, regardless. Yeah. 
All right. So, okay. So they have the ranking here. So it goes untested, copper, bronze, silver, gold, plat, adept, ascendant. We can so get platinum. it's five out of seven. <clears throat> we can get to platinum. And we started zero. So we're going up to five, going up five out of seven. I think hey, we could do that. We can do that. Um, so now moving on from competitive, the sweaty topic. Uh, they are bringing out the ritual weapon preview. It is going to be a void caster frame sword, uh, and it can roll Ooh. up. It, it has the void perk combo, repulsor brace, and the stabilizing rounds. So that's going to be pretty fun. There's going to be lots of voidy boy explosions everywhere with repulsor brace. I mean, on a caster, so you can launch that thing out and just make the fireworks happen. It's going to be. It's going to be a fun sword, if not a good we sword. Don't have a, sure. We don't have a void caster. <clears throat> yeah, that's why it's that's the yeah, end, no. We have a mm. solar scar, the solar one that was we have trials. an arc one. And then Temptation's Hook, I want to say, yeah. is the name of the arc one. Yeah. So we don't have I void do one. Like, we don't have a stasis scar, or a strand one. Solar scar, you could get some good rolls on that back in the day. <clears throat> I think you could get like chain reaction or something on it, maybe. And it was yeah, uh, yeah, chain reaction. It just it was, blows it everything nasty. up, which is pretty much everything what this is with it. the stabilizing rounds. The stabilizing yep. causes those void explosions, which kind of spread a little bit. Um, now they give us weapons that are going in and out of rotation. So for trials, leaving is the Immortal and Astral Horizon, Ryan's favorite shotgun. Fuck R.I.P. Um, new coming in is. Incisor Strand Adaptive Trace Rifle. So we're getting a legendary trace strand trace rifle, which is good. Uh, we still great. need a stasis one. Um, Iron Banana. Leaving is Dark Decider Auto Rifle and Ganora's Axe Slug Shotgun. The new one is Lethal Abundance Strand High Impact Auto Rifle. Uh, hey, lots of auto uh, rifles. I think you skipped the Eye of Soul that really good sniper oh yeah no yeah trials returning what's the cassoid boundary it's new because they add so they added nadir and um and field weapons have a uh a a trait to them this season so next season we're getting the cassoid foundry um was that the wild card was that the trait this season the one that can Uh, cause explosions yeah, yeah. So wild card is another. So we got three three new traits: Nadir, um, field tested, and then whatever the the that one the wild card one was from. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so those three. So now they're adding Cassoid Foundry, uh, whichever whichever one that is. I don't know that name off the top of my head on this one. It might be one of those ones where the weapons all look similar, but they don't have a specific name attributed to them yet. So we'll find out. Um, okay. But yeah, Isol's coming back with the Foundry. Maybe if I look at it, we might be able to figure it out. Um, can you get, we'll see what I can do. What was that? Quick draw snapshot. I think you can yeah. get on that, on that thing. Yeah. I think I day. have, I still have mine in the vault just chilling. Yeah. Um, Cause I got a beloved too. And it's like, well, there's so many snipers that I'll do the same thing. I know. <laughs> and I love <laughs> all of I, them. <laughs> yeah. But I think uh, they were different slots, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. So you could run double yeah. double snipes or different snipes if you wanted to run a, a, a flavored primary or not at the time. Um, okay. So iron banana, uh, high impact strand auto rifle. I think we have adaptive auto rifles. I have a bunch of those strand ones. Um, I'd have to look. Uh, returning is the Reese Walker kinetic lightweight shotgun. So that uh, that's Elixni shotgun is coming back uh, for a lot of people that like that. I never got a good roll on it, so hopefully I can actually get a good one this time, this time around on it. And are you looking? I think are they're all rapid. Up? I think they're all they're rapid, all rapid fire. fire. Okay, cool. So uh, it'll at least be a Ruf, difference. Well, well, nobody likes Ruf, the high impact. Rufus but. Rufus Fury and Quicksilver Storm are both seven yeah. twenties. Okay, I don't so high impact is going Sterling on me. Yeah. No, oh, I do. Which, well, which sucks right because Banshee was selling a God roll one. 
<clears throat> it was like frenzy and something else. It was super Ooh. good. And I was like, oh, okay. I already have one. I don't need it. Uh, and then you I didn't. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I told right, my so wife to buy phones. it. I was like, you need to go. Oh, to you did? Right so she got it? Buy it. Yeah, she has it. You just got to go mug her for it. Yeah. Uh, next time she's on, I'll back you up. <laughs> so for nightfalls, leaving she's is a buzzard. Rank than me now. <sighs> okay, I, I, you will definitely need my help then. <laughs> so we're losing buzzard, and the fan favorite, the swarm. It's leaving, dude. I got. So if you don't have a good I swarm, I got killed by the swarm. I got killed by that thing. I felt like such a chump, <laughs> and and it was in gambit. Man, I was, was like, God, I mean, pitiful. It's, yeah. The, so the new Nightfall weapon, Undercurrent, Arc, Wave Frame Breach Loaded Grenade Launcher. So uh, something to try to compete with the Avow the Disciple Grenade Launcher. They're going to try. Try real hard. And, and I might not though. believe in them. Could you like? Could you imagine getting a, um, uh, a Wave Frame with Volt Shot Ambitious? That way that, I think Volt Shot... Voltshot is the only thing that isn't on that Val the Disciple one that I'd be like, this is cool. So, what is that? Forbearance? Yeah. Yeah, because it's what? Ambitious chain or something like that. Yeah, chain reaction. But uh, the, the Voltshot jolts targets. So you can use it on chains. Voltshot's probably has snuck in to be my favorite perk of like the last two years. I like Volt Shot. Like I love it. I love Volt Shot. That's so, why I run that uh, Brigands, Brigands Hall. Oh, whatever yeah. Whatever yeah. that sidearm is. Yeah. Man, that thing is good. And returning is the Uzume RR4 Arc Adaptive Sniper. Um, I never got a good one of those either. And that's, that's so closely related to the sniper that I like uh, from Amelon. It's like, it's almost the one that I, I played with. Uh, I played with the Irene in D1, and that was that was my that was my sniper, man. That was the one I I love that thing. I think I had a recording have, of like, like a thirty second Xbox recording, yeah, of just getting like like four <laughs> headshots in a row, like a pink 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 pink, and I was like, oh, Xbox man. record that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got the well, uh, get the camera. I got the extended mag clown cartridge four pole adept version Ooh. of the Zume. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, and okay. it's good, but we just haven't had any reason to need like sniper damage, really. So yeah, but keep it there just in case. Like oh, I, yeah, I if I get a quick shot or a quick snap or snapshot quick draw. I keep it, and if I get fourth times triple tap and uh, or vorpal firing line, firing line or something. Yeah, I keep those. I keep them just in case. Never and know. Yeah, snipers exactly. are going to come back one day. They have to. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there with my anarchy. Tink tink switch. Um. So the, after that, they they like to they give us a little note here at the end here that. Uh, Iron Banner's next week. It's the last week of Iron Banner for the season. So if you still need to work on that gilding or if you still need to play a little bit just because you want to finish some stuff up, that's it. Next week is it. It's the last one. Um, so we got, what is it? We got two more resets, weekly resets before the next season starts. Wow. Yep. That's where it's, it's, it's sneaking up, it's sneaking up. Uh, Make sure I guess I didn't those, think about uh, it all October. Make sure you run those uh, missions, the exotic rotators, because (coughs) they're going to have a new one, right? Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. We don't know if they're going to change the weapons up that's available in this. So there are are weapons, um, trust me, like Brigham's Law um that i don't have the patterns completed for but i have the weapons so i just have to burn four of those uh oh what are they called chad the things that come out of the season pass oh the the oh gosh the 
you, resonance, you, deep you side resonance, deep side resonance, deep side resonance thing. The harmonizers, harmonizers, deep side harmonizers. Yes. So, um, I'm holding out hope that maybe they cycle some of those out because I need one more fire fright, which I can get next week. And then I have all of those done. So then I'm just missing like a brigands law, a pointed inquiry, which I can get technically from, uh, Sabathun's throne world, but, um, man, it's not dropping at all. Not dropping at all. Played through the whole campaign with my wife. Not one. Not even I, like one that oh I man. can throw a harm, uh, resonance thing, a harmonizer into. Man, so. it's the if it makes you feel better, Ryan. I did the treasure chest exploit in Savathun's Throne World that first couple days, yeah. and I still barely finished those ones within that first year of 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 which. Yeah. Like yeah, I didn't I finish them that season even. Like it took yeah. another season and a half before I finished those those uh those. Deep what sites. kills me. It was wild. What kills me is if I pull up Finch's like reward track. There's mm, a, yeah. a red border one in oh, the reward yep. track. There is a I red border inquiry at the very end. Claimed it. Yeah, I can't. I've already. Whatever. So <laughs> something to look at. Um, you should be able to hit every one. This like if you do one before reset, you can hit every each of the three missions before the season ends. And maybe wrap some of those up. And I don't know. I don't want to tell you this is the fact. But every time that I ran it on the legend. Instead of the normal. I got two red borders to drop. So your mileage may vary on that. Um, but something to keep in mind. Oof. All right, Ryan. That was a, that was a, that was a good twid there. Actually, we made it through. <laughs> I saw it. Talk. We made it through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, where you want to move on from here? Uh, so normally here we would do our likes and dislikes. Uh, my like has been getting. My wife got a new computer. She got her a desktop. She moved on from the laptop life. Um, so we have this Alienware laptop that has like an i seven. I want to say like a 9700 and a 2060 in it. And it's kind of a 3060 or 2060? A 2060. 2060. I mean, yeah, that was my first computer. Yeah. So it's kind of like, what do we do? Do we keep it? Like, if we keep it, we're not really going to use it. Like, so we're kind of dealing with that. She got an AMD system, a pre built actually got a pretty killer deal on it so she's uh she's the amd girl now so she went over to chad's side so uh but it's really nice uh so because of that she's been streaming a little bit playing some destiny it says she had like she had bought the witch queen when the witch queen came out played like maybe a fourth of the campaign and then left it. And then we bought Lightfall whenever she started playing again. So we had like two campaigns to go through. Pretty fun. Had a pretty good time. Took like three or four sittings maybe to finish them both off. Like it's, it's not too crazy now. So I think the only thing she's missing at this point is like the dungeon keys and like the 30th anniversary pack, but like all the major stuff she has. So, um, trying to get her power level up a little, and then it'll be back. Um, she was pretty excited, uh, in the, the witch queen where you fight the Ahamkara. She's like, Hey, didn't we fight this thing in the last wish raid? And I was like, I'm so proud of you that you knew that. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, that's my life is being able to play through that with her. It's been a heck of a fun time. That's good. Um, that was essentially the same as Jared's like last week. So it's going to be my dislike again this week that I don't have a wife to play things with. Um, but uh, my like for the week is is Ahamkara coming back and a live one. Uh, once you get into that room with the egg, just kind of hang out next to it. Turn up the volume a little bit and you can actually like hear faint heartbeats 
and you can see the the um the thing inside moving around kind of like like a shark egg or a lizard egg you can kind of see the thing growing inside of it um moving around so it's 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 definitely a living egg not like a petrified egg or anything like that it's like a it's it's an ahamkara it's a living growing ahamkara um so going to be going back to the dreaming city uh the picture the picture looks like um the room where you dunk the heart, the treasure room. It looks like it from like if you're standing at the where you dunk the heart looking out across the room, it looks like that. It looks like that area. Um could be wrong. There could be a lot of a lot of areas in the Dreaming City with a bunch of statues and stairs. What do I know? I haven't I haven't explored the entire Dreaming City. Um, but definitely excited to get back in there. Um, really cool to see because you can go back into previous cutscenes and you can look at Savathun's wings and see like the dots, and be like, "Dang, Nabbit, those those last wish dots have been there the whole time, and nobody that's did a thing." <laughs> it's wild, but it's like that's so cool. <laughs> it's like, oh no, they're just dots. It's like, but our guardians, like, I'm big brain. Yeah. Look at this. And we're all like, <gasps> so Marasov has an egg as well, right? Um, are you talking about like in her like special yeah, like her ascendant area, her ascendant plane zone, with like the galaxy in the background and the cliff? Yeah, I feel like that's true, but I don't remember. I'm like 99% sure that she does. I believe you. I'm I'm going to have to maybe it's this week. If this week's strongest, we can get in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Um but you know like, this could we have a uh, you know like in uh you watch Game of Thrones, right? No. Oh, okay. So at the end of the first season, Khaleesi, which is like the main the main chick she has to she has the dragons right in order to birth the dragon she has to go into the fire like to birth the eggs so she like walks into fire stays there overnight then her dragons are born is there any sort of special ritual or anything that has to happen for these ahamkaras to be born that you're aware of we don't know much about growing them because our whole deal as guardians was killing them. Right. Um, and Mara hasn't told us much. We know that she found Riven. I don't know if it was as an egg. I can't remember that, but I think, I feel like that is the case. Um, I'd have to look into it. That's, that's lore from a long time ago. Um, but I feel like she did find the egg and then hatched it and then used Riven to, to, to grow um but i'd have to check um so she might like we're going back to dreaming city so mara's going to be involved and savathun might be involved which would be a fun dynamic to listen to because <laughs> the last time we were dealing with mara and savathun it it uh wasn't great so i hope to get curse? some of that banter huh any chance we break the curse next season? That yeah, that was the next thing I was gonna say is we probably end the Dreaming City cycle next season. Um but uh that way the Dreaming City story is finally over and they can they can check that one off the books there. Another another thing that they, they can finish up and not have to deal with down the line. Just like this fifteenth wish. Um if that is the wish. Um which it is. Uh, but yeah, no, it's definitely exciting to get back in there. Exciting to finish off that wish and uh, hopefully finish off the Dreaming City for good and stop all those techions from getting hurt over and over again every third week. And yeah, all my right. dislike uh, is not having a friend to play with. A special friend. Uh, my dislike is kind of the end of the season kind of wrapped up everything for the most part so 
trying to find reasons to log in and play. It's kind of hard at the moment. Oh, man. I should start bounty stacking. I forgot all about it. Yeah, I've got like 25 stacked on my Warlock, so. Well, I liked, I like to do the Dreaming City. Um, the six yeah, challenges I, or whatever. I there's only three now that I can do. Shoot. And this is, if you want to do the ones on uh, Europa, you have to start this week so you can get all three. I only do those for major expansions. It was like the only time I uh, worry about. I, I like to get to, to, to level 100 before Jared and then I slow down. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Um, so that's that segment. Weapons breakdown. Uh, we're going to skip that this week. Gambling corner. <clears throat> um, so just quickly, our our bet this week was the closest to time completed on our next GM that we did. Uh, we did run Scarlet Keep uh, Tuesday night, and our time was 24 minutes and 4 seconds. Um, Jared went flawless, zero deaths, I see here at the report. So good job, Jared. Wish you were here to tell us how good you were, but you're not. Um, so that means Jared <laughs> is the winner. That was a 2000 ante. So that's going to take Jared to 6.5. Um, it's going to take me to four and Chad to 20.5. Um, since Jared's not here, we will skip a bet this week. Um, but I believe that takes us to war. Chad, I know you had mentioned not, maybe not doing war this week. What did we end up deciding? Uh, I am going to leave that one up to you because I can or I can skip it. It's up to you. Uh, I say we skip it. Let's skip it this week. Then we'll have, because we got that Thanksgiving week coming up, so we don't know if we're going to have a twid. So we might might need you a little heavy, a little heavy right. that week to come through. That works. So uh, mailbag, going to be honest, haven't really checked it a whole lot. So um, the first question uh, is uh, references the twid um, and that the Clico competence system, um, which Chad mentioned earlier whenever he was going through, which is kind of like, once the game thinks it figures out what your level is, you kind of stay at that level. And what are your thoughts on this as a whole? Um, Chad, I'll let you go first. I kind of have, kind of have a lot of thoughts. A lot of thoughts. Um, so just to, just to refresh, uh, it's a way of measuring how sure the system is in a player's demonstrated skill. Uh, the more matches a player plays, the more confident the system will be in determining your your rating. Uh, sometimes it's so confident it won't budge or it takes a lot for it to budge and it just knows how good you are relative to everyone else. Um, so they did say that they're going to try to make it more flexible uh, because people have good days, people have off days, people have days where they're trying really hard and days that they're not trying really hard. Um, and that's that's obviously the case. Real world isn't, isn't fully can't be encapsulated truly with numbers. Unfortunately for all of the business people out there, um, it is a truth that you can't get over, um, for these numbers. Now you could say, Oh, well your, your good days and your, your, your bad days are encapsulated in the data. It's like, well, what if you choose to just play casual a lot for a, a good run? Like, one month you're like, I'm just going to play with bad guns just to have some fun. Like, and you know, it's not, it's not a skill based thing. It's just, just using things that aren't great and that's fine. Um, so adding that flexibility, I think is, is going to be a good thing. Um, it's going to be something that <clears throat> hopefully makes less shutouts. And I don't mean like a hundred percent they're gone. I mean like, out of 10 games, if four of them are shutouts, you know, maybe make it three instead. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> I'd enjoy that. But shoot um, for like zero or one. I I am not that confident. <laughs> I'm not as confident as this system is apparently on that. Um, 
But uh, I mean, if it, if the added flexibility reduces that number by a little bit, I'm I'm for it for sure. I remember playing like Halo Three. Um, Halo Two was real bad for it. Um, you'd be in these games and you could win five or six games and not go up a rank and then lose one after winning that many and go down. Um, that led to a lot of people. Um, basically your best bet to get to a high rank was to do it initially before the system figured out before it had enough data to lock you into whatever system or whatever level it thought you should be. So a lot of people would create new accounts and go through. So you'd be playing like Smurf like players and stuff like that, or people doing D ranks um, to get their main down. So you got a guy on your team jumping off the map every time they spawn, you know, um, it's very frustrating. So not a huge fan of that system at all um, whatsoever. It would be different if like, the game costs money and you couldn't just make a new account. Like if the game was attached to like a one gamer tag or one steam ID or whatever, you know, to where every time you had to pop 60 bucks in or 40 bucks in or whatever to do it, I I would understand it a little more. Or if you could reset, completely reset your rank, you know, um, I'm, I know there's downsides to that as well, but man, it really sucked loading in and your teammate just jump, jumping off the map. The whole, the whole match was not real fun at all. All right. Question two, does modern warfare three and other big games in the past launching so bad, make you more thankful for destiny and its stability? Uh, yeah. So modern warfare three had like a four hour campaign, I guess. Um, which was like the perk to like, if you bought it, if you pre-ordered and bought it, you got like one week early access to the campaign and people literally beat it in like four hours. So, um, yeah, pretty, they're pretty upset over there. Of course, this is right after, Microsoft acquired uh, Activision Blizzard. So everybody's blaming Microsoft like it's their fault that this game launched uh, like this. So, I mean, Destiny always has, at the very least, some level of quality, I would say. Like, you can pretty well depend. It's going to, maybe it's not going to be great. It's going to be good. So I'm fine with that. Um, I didn't know anything about the uh, Modern Warfare 3, mostly because I don't pay attention to Call of Duty if it's not uh, Zombos. Um, and I only really like the Black Ops Zombos anyway. Um, I don't remember the last time I played a Modern Warfare. So I, I did see uh, commercials for it. I didn't even know it had already gone out. But I don't uh, think it's all the way out. I think it's like that pre-order and get early access now gotcha okay still that's that's a big oof (laughs) to just a tiny campaign and like how's the like is the gameplay at least good or are people complaining about i i you know call of duty people are pretty hard to please or the internet vocal well i think once it gets riled up everything's mad there's a lot of people that only play call of duty every year right that came out in the uh the the big lawsuit stuff it was something like 22 percent of people of call of duty players are only call of duty players yeah it's like they don't even have another game like go into their playstation or xbox i can't even imagine that yeah i used to have a buddy that only played madden until the next madden came out even when football season was out of season. But they're all the same game. <laughs> Dude, he would go from Madden. He would play Madden 05 until Madden 06 came out. And then he played Madden 06 until Madden yeah, 07 Like, came that's out. so wild. Yep. Like, uh, yeah, we play Destiny. And we have been for 10 years now almost. But uh, 
we dabble. We in play other, other stuff. We play other stuff. Like I put, I'll put a hundred, two hundred hours into each Pokemon that comes out. Right. Easy Mario games. The Mario RPG is coming out on the seventeenth. I know. I'm very. I'm gonna play the heck that. out of that. <laughs> I'm gonna play the heck out of it because yeah. I didn't really play it a lot as 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 a little and so I'm like, this is gonna be a new game to me. It's gonna be a whole oh. new game. So I'm excited. Okay. I played it on Super, um, like not not when it yeah. was new, like yeah, yeah. I, like, I was like, you mean the the people that made Final Fantasy made a Mario RPG? On, so I was like, I gotta play that. Gotta play that. So yeah, it's, it's good. You'll you'll enjoy that quite a bit. Oh yeah, I'm gonna uh, have a blast. Question three: Turkey or ham for Thanksgiving? Oh man, you know what I can't say is I love pigs. I love playing with them. I love petting them. They're they're like smart dogs, smarter dogs. Some of them, um, and they're also my favorite to eat. They're my favorite animal to put in my mouth and eat, but I don't like ham. I don't know okay. what it is. I'm not a fan, but if someone hands me like a ham sandwich or if I go to a Thanksgiving at Mr. Not Ryan Fox's house and he's got a big old ham and, and Pineapples Mrs. All over it. Not Tiff Fox cuts me off a <sighs> slice of ham and puts it on my plate, I'm going to eat it and I'm going to say thank you and I'm going to enjoy it. Um, it's my least favorite piece of pork, but that doesn't mean Probably. I don't don't Probably like it. I just too. am like, nah. I've never um, had a pig's butthole, but I would imagine that would be worse than chewy a slice of ham. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I turkey. I'm more yeah. I like I will on purpose order like turkey club sandwiches all the time. Oh, I yeah. like turkey. Turkey's good, dude. Um you give me you give me a chunk of the chunk of the white meat, usually, whatever nobody else like wants, a, I'll I'll go to town on it. I'm usually like a cold cut trio guy at the subway oh, yeah. or somewhere like that. Oh yeah. yeah. Um my answer um, is both. Both. both? Um slam a big slab of ham, ham and turkey on that plate. Yeah. Like you ever put a sandwich and put you a slice of cheese down and get ham and turkey on your sandwich, like Thanksgiving ham and turkey. Oh. Or take that ham and fry it, put it in the in the skillet when you're frying your eggs in the morning. Man, we're, Sheesh. Yeah. Eggs and ham? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a well-established plate. Yeah. Uh, question four, best Thanksgiving side dish and dessert? Um, mashed potatoes all all day. Most people are probably going to say stuffing, but I'm a mashed potato guy. Can't mashed potato help guy. I I was actually, um, I've been thinking today about what I want to make for Thanksgiving because me, it's me. That's that's who I make food for. Is me I, on Thanksgiving. I didn't know if your roommates were going to be around or not. So. No, they they uh they they because they're obviously they're they're married. Um, so they go to her family's in town. So they're like maybe 20 minute drive away. So they go to, they go to the parents' house. Um, and they invited me once. I'm like, nah, I, you know, I like my own food for Thanksgiving. I like to cook my own food for myself. Um, so I'm like, do I do a steak for Thanksgiving? And then I'm like, what sides? I'm like, well, I need stuffing because I haven't done stuffing for myself in a couple of years. So I'm like, I need to do some stuffing. But uh, I'm like, what kind of potatoes do I want to bake? And like people are doing like the whole fondant potatoes and like I've seen the Hasselback I, potatoes and other stuff. And I'm were, like, I figured you're, I figured you were an all gratin guy. I, yeah, that is killer. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm like, how much work do I want to put in these potatoes? Because the meat right. and everything else is going to be so easy. The potatoes is going to be the hard part. But uh, yeah, potatoes is is the killer side dish. I love stuffing. I'll eat stuffing all day long. But but potatoes. I love potatoes. I don't care how my you mom, put those potatoes on my plate. My mom makes, this is the most Kentucky thing I've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> my mom has something that she makes. It's called taterlicious. And okay. it's, uh, <laughs> it's like, it's, I'll, I know it's, it's potatoes, butter and bacon. And like, that's like baked with cheese I don't know what else is in there. I'm sure it's 1 million calories in that casserole dish, but my God, Taterlicious is a very appropriate name for it. 
if uh, if that if that makes a showing this year, you better send me a picture of it. <laughs> you want a picture of some Tainterlicious? I can do yes, that. Yes, I do. Because I think if I get a picture of it, I might be able to make it myself. Okay. All right. If you send uh, me the ingredients list, I'll make it for myself. <laughs> and then I'll send you back a picture. <laughs> uh, so uh, time to pick a number. So I feel like one of us is going to hit this week. Um, okay. I'm going to say 39. Um, I'm feeling it in this area under the camera. 66. All right. I think I, I think I have it pulled up here on the, on the stream. So on the third roll, roll one, roll two, 66 just hit on roll two. Do you want to, do you want to Rico? No. That sucks, dude. 72. 72 is the winner. Dude, you were so close. <laughs> you were so close. That's disgusting. Uh, actually hitting a roll. That's funny. Not the one that uh, mattered, though. Oh, well. Last week was 19. I, we had any repeats? Still haven't had any repeats. 6, 2, nope, 11, 99, 17, 91, 80, 19, 72. Yep. The closest is two single digits and two in the 90s, and that's it. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, Jared, hopefully you're feeling better. Um, remember, follow us on Twitter at DestinyCCPod. Send us a bunch of friend requests so we can play games together. Chad, I'll let you sign off. Definitely uh, sad about the lore. The lore was really the ending of the uh, the Festival of Lost stuff, but uh, not super important story-wise. Next week, we're going to start off the the final lore book. Uh, the, let me see here. The books, Rite of Passage. So that's going to be two weeks worth. It's going to be the last two weeks of the season, and we're going to get into that next week. As always, go Cats. Love you guys. <laughs>